Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those cameras up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Hello again. It is Wing Nation presented by Hercules Tires. Right on our strength, talking sprint car racing, our favorite time of the week. And we are so glad that you joined us. Aaron Evernham and Steve Post, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Are you kidding me? I was just at Fort Royal Speedway. This I week. know. In I the am rain. Fantastic. In the, oh, there was rain. That's right. <laughs> we didn't even notice there was rain. Uh, well, we did notice there was rain because it gave more time for other festivities and yes. activities. Oh, Consumption. Oh, my gosh. Yes, little consumption. I, I actually, I actually was, uh, I actually was on good behavior, except for pie consumption was a little bit. I high. did see a video. Yeah, of, uh... won the pie eating contest. All right. Um, being, um, I, I think we, I think in 2019, we go to the racetrack. We love everybody. We hang out. We have a good time, and we just take for granted that that's mm-hmm. the world. And then enter 2020, or, you know, 20, yeah, enter 2020. Yeah, disaster. And it's like, and so I think the neat part of what it was going back now for, for, for Wing Nation shows, the good news is, is it's like we just hit pause. We didn't go backward. We didn't go forward. Yeah. We just hit pause and wide open all weekend long. Yeah. Well, I feel like there's a, a greater sense of appreciation that taking no for granted that we did in 2019. Yeah. Now we're like, wow. Yeah, we we were really lucky to be able to well, do this. You were all down the time. at Amelia Island two yep. weeks ago, and Charlotte Motor Speedway this past yeah. weekend. It was like normal. It was like we didn't we haven't had this for like a year and a half or two. Yeah, years. and it's weird. Like you said, it almost in some ways felt like just a pause. Like you almost in a way forgot that we went a year without any, a year plus without any. Yeah. Of but at this, yeah, it was great to at both of those events to see people, to hug people, right? To catch up with people. You know, people's lives have changed a lot in a year and a half. It's it really crazy. Have. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the Port Royal team, you know, we always talk about Steve O'Neill, mm-hmm. and he does a great job, and Todd Weikert, what Todd does with the Weikert Memorial and his staff. But the Port Royal promotional team, you know, the guys, yeah. Earl, and, Earl and his band of crazies, okay, <laughs> um, to hang at a bar and drink beer. Um, to go from tailgate to tailgate yeah. and drink beer and do shots and just do, there are things that it's like, I don't know that I realized how much I missed doing it until you start doing it again. It's like, oh my god, yeah, this is great. This is fun. We got to, and that's the thing. You you have people. You know, it's like Ashley and I, and Ashley, we've known each other forever. It seems like now. Yeah. Okay. And then we have the the Port Royal guys that we've known somewhat. You know that that, that, that we know those guys, and they're all fun. And then um, Haley Shanley from Flow Racing and uh, Tyler McCann and Chat was there. And they're joined it, and it's like, so you have these new friends that you never met before. You have these people you kind of know, but really got, like, man, I really like these guys and gals. They're great <laughs> people. And then you have your buds like Ashley and I are just kind of palling around, and it was just spectacular. Yeah, and that is one good thing about a rainout, is you get to actually spend more time with people. Well, and that's the thing. We the Normally, the tailgating contest is like a one-hour quick trip yeah. through. Well, we had like three hours. <laughs> We stopped that could up. get interesting. Yes, it did, and it did, and it did. That's true. Is that when the pie eating contest? That was when happened? the pie eating contest yeah. happened. Oh gosh, that was when the cinnamon toast crunch shots happened. Um, it just we Haley from uh, Speech of Haley Shannon. She's just she's just awesome. She sends me a text yesterday. She had to leave. We had to leave, and um, and uh, she um, she sends me a text and she says my jaw hurt. I'm laughing. 
<laughs> so, I mean, it's just, it's just good. It's just good. So, um, it was just good. Great stuff. That's for sure. Fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Port Royal Speedway, the Speed Palace. So, um, let's get into it. Our Hefner Racing Products. Hot topics. Because um, we got a lot of ground to cover. It was Memorial yeah. Day weekend. Um, one of the hot topics is Kyle Larson. Thursday night, he kicked off the weekend at Atomic Speedway with a $20,000 fast win. Uh, Monday, it was the World of Outlaws at Lawrenceburg. In between, he had that little Coca-Cola 600 win, led 327 to 400 laps. Hendrick Motorsports, 269th win. Uh, when you look at uh, a 12-month period in the life of Kyle Larson, <laughs> what a difference that is, huh? Unbelievable. I mean, he is living right now. Yeah. I, I mean, in he, a lot of ways, he's living right now. For sure. I mean, the Coke 600, he dominated. It was unreal. It was, yeah. It was like, all right, can you, like, maybe just ease up so we can have a show here? Right. It was, it was impressive. And it then was. to go to Lawrenceburg the next night. Yeah, exactly. And whoop, just, up. you know, just the world of outlaws. Yeah, just cowboy up on that racetrack. Yeah. Um, Kyle Larson is living right. I, I, I understand this is Wing Nation and everything, but if you don't find... Helio Castroneves win mm. at Indy Cool. Um, yes, you're yeah. not a race fan or a human, I guess. Yeah. even. That was awesome, wasn't it? It was. It was awesome. You know, new SRX driver as well. Oh, Helio that's right. He's yeah. going to be. Yeah, so he's, he's coming Knoxville to Knoxville bomb. and Eldora. He's Knoxville and Eldora bound yeah. after that. Well, so that's there's what a little sprint car used connection be, there. Used to be you won a big race, you went to Disney. Now yeah, you're going yeah, to Eldora and exactly. Knoxville. That's, we're stepping up. Exactly. But how about his victory lane celebration? Or not even. His, his victory celebration. I thought it was awesome that he ran the front stretch. It was like the longest time I've ever seen from the checkered flag to an interview. Ray was going and doing something, and he came back, and he was like, oh, what did he say in his interview? I'm like, uh, it hasn't started yet. <laughs> We're still watching him run and, and hug and shake hands and all of the above. And how about when Mario Andretti kissed him on the head? That was the coolest moment. Yeah. Just, that, was, just, that was so cool. And he ties A.J. Foyt, Al Unser, and Rick Mears as four-time winners. Eh, it's not, not bad company to be no, in, is it? not at all. Yep. I wonder if they got to go to Knoxville and Eldora afterwards. <laughs> Uh, I think Helio might have that. I think Helio yeah, might have that. Yeah, maybe advantage. he should bring him along. That's it, exactly. No, you don't want to bring AJ along. He'll see, he'll see, he'll help you out of one of those cars and go out and whoop everybody. Exactly. Come on, bring Come it. Come on. Yeah, we want AJ. Um, neat stuff, that is for sure. Um, this one here, really cool story. Uh, Ryan Timms, he is a, I believe, uh, he's a teenager. Uh, I'm not sure if he's 14 or 16. There was a 16 year old or 14 year old racing, okay? So he's one of those. He's a teenager. <laughs> Uh, Saturday night, he won the Power Eye Midget Race at uh, Lake the Ozark Speedway. Sunday, the $10,000 Lucas Oil ASCS National Tour win. Now, you want to talk about Cowboy Up? That's a big weekend. That racetrack was rougher yeah. than anything. I mean, you know, Seth Bergman, green, green flag, Seth Bergman goes and turn one, boom, 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 boom. You yeah. know, I mean, at one time, Tim's and Blake Hahn are going boom, 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 boom. They got saved by a caution. They did not They did yeah. everything but flip. It was crazy. But, but Ryan Tim's conquered it and scored the $10,000 win. Brad Sweet, we're going to talk to Brad. Uh, Brad did not win a World of Outlaw race this weekend, but he had a really good weekend. Yeah. Because uh, he went to Knoxville and won. And then I want to talk to him about last night at Lawrenceburg because a, a lot of good stuff <laughs> there. A lot happened in there. A lot happened there. A lot happened in Lawrenceburg. <laughs> Boy, that's a first sure. Uh, isn't it cool? There is something really, really neat that I've really appreciated and love about Lawrenceburg on Monday night of Memorial mm-hmm. Day weekend. We have all of this overloaded. You know, I did the trucks on Friday night at Charlotte, and we're at Port Royal, so I, I'm not paying a lot of attention to what's going on at Charlotte or anywhere else. Even Indy, I didn't even see Indy. You know, people are telling yeah. us while we're doing the tailgate thing what's going on at Indy. Oh, it was it good. It was a great, the whole race the was race great. The race was good. And and then, so Monday, I kind of hit the ground. I'm like, okay, let me look. And I look at some of Helio's celebration. I yeah. look at some of Larson's stuff. I look at this. I look at, you know, the 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 Knoxville recap. There's something great about Lawrenceburg yeah. on Monday night. like that. Finisher. Exclamation yeah. point on the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Uh it was really cool. Um so um and and as we mentioned, Kyle won. Uh I go on TJ Slideways and there's smiling Sammy Swindell still winning. Picked up a three sixty one out of Vado Speedway Park. And the Nosa Sprints, they had a big weekend. I love this. A Friday night River City's Jade Hastings, Saturday night Park Jefferson, Tim Kading. TK. TK. Sunday at Houston's Austin McCarl. Monday at Houston's Parker Price Miller, but he was driving for Guy Forbrook. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? Guy Forbrook, that five car in Victory Lane. That was pretty it neat. It was, uh, yeah. Guy, great to see him back in Victory Lane. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, when they finally did get the race at Port Royal, big shocker, Lance Deweese scored the win. But, man, I am telling you, the competition yep. level up in Pennsylvania 
Lance is earning these babies. Yeah. When he's getting them, he's getting them. But boy, is he having to earn these wins. <laughs> My God. He, you know, used to be you think Lance probably not working up a sweat. Yeah. I think he's working up a sweat with these young kids now because there's a bunch of them, too. Yeah. yeah just, and as he said, they're knocking down the wall and they're, they're fast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, okay, hey, good news for Lance. Macri's destroyed his car. And so he's not here. Oh, wait, it's Logan Wagner now. Yep. Uh, and you got Dietrich going from like 17th to 4th. It's insane how good, and it's insane how good things are at Pennsylvania. So, um, good stuff. Great stuff. Great, great stuff. Um, there you have it, our Hefner Racing Products. Um, hot topics. Hefner Racing Products, it's easy to shop their entire line of Hefner Pricing Products. You can go to hrpracing.com from your desktop or right on your phone. And first-time online orders, you can use promo code MRN at checkout for 10% off your first order. There we go. There you go, www.hrpracing.com. Speaking of racing, speaking of Knoxville, Brad Sweet's going to join us here in a little bit. Take a look at this. Take a listen to this. Knoxville Raceway, Geo Selzy's leading. Tony Bakoven with the call on Dirt Vision. And now for the Dry Dean Death-Defying Move of the Week, where one driver simply amazes us with their on-track moves. Brad Sweet now looking low again in turn number four for the top spot. Drag race down the front chute. Selzy has it at the line. Brad Sweet right there through the middle. Now takes the lead in turn number two. Oh, Gio Selzy, look out. That death-defying move was brought to you by Dry Dean Diesel All Death, the official death of the world of outlaws and wheelmen everywhere. Visit drydean.com for more information. For decades, Drydean Lubricants has been made in America and made to last, paving the way on our highways, in our fields, and on the production line. Today, Drydean offers a complete line of engine oils, greases, hydraulic and transmission fluids, and diesel exhaust fluid. If you want greater performance and protection for your critical engines and equipment, go to drydean.com. Drydean, American-owned and operated, and a proud supporter of racing and race fans everywhere. Wing Nation, presented by Hercules Tires. Let's get right to it. It's the Dry Dean Hotline, uh, fresh off from a win at the famed Marion County Fairgrounds on Saturday night. The Big Cat joins us, Brad Sweet. Hello, Brad. Welcome back to Wing Nation. Yeah, thanks for having me back on. Neat to chat with you. Um, Knoxville, I know the rain out. and Well, the schedule actually was opened up anyhow, but then the rain and everything else gave you the opportunity uh, how good of a feeling is it for you to go to where our biggest race is coming up and a couple of other World of Outlaw races between now and then and, and, and to be able to score the win? Uh, obviously, it gives me a lot more confidence. I've, we've been struggling there, so that's the reason we kind of decided to, to go over there for, you know, a non-outlaw race, um, you know, to, get, to gain some, some laps and be able to try some things. And, um, you know, it, it definitely paid off. Uh, we were able to kind of have a night where you're, you know, not so stressed about points and things like that and, and try some different things and definitely got a better direction and, and gives us a lot more confidence uh, to go back there for sure. Brad, you said you, you guys hit on something or you found something when you're there. Knoxville is such a, a tricky place. What are some of the things, I mean, obviously I'm not going to tell your secrets, but what are some of the things that are important? Is it like shock package? Is it major changes? What are some things that you guys find really important at Knoxville? It's just, it's just always a balance, you know. It's never one magic wand that fixes anything. It's just kind of a lot of little small things that, that seem to fix it. And right now with the cars, everything, you know, seems really, uh, you know, small windows. So you can be off, uh, you know, make a small change and be way better. So, you know, it's just trying to understand those those things that are happening um, and then just trying to, to make sure that, you know, you find that balance that, that makes the driver comfortable and, um, I was much more comfortable there than I've been, um, you know, in the in the last few years. I I really was comfortable in 2018 when we won, and um, you never had quite found that balance. And then the other night, I kind of started to feel, you know, as close to close to that as I've felt in a few years. So, um, you know, that's exciting. But um, you know, we still gotta to go back there with um, you know all the competition there and, and kind of see how we stack up um, for these June outlaw races. And then, uh, you know, hopefully we'll see where we're at and, and can come back uh, real strong in August. Brad, you talk about such a small window and, and, and there's a lot of talk. We were up at Port Royal. There's a lot of talk about 
just how how tight everything is, how tight the competition is, um, just the challenges, the challenges of hooking the tires up and all of that. Is is Knoxville the same, or are there some some just little minor nuances up there that have changed as well? Uh, I think the biggest thing is this: from year to year, something always changes within the tires and and things that you know. I that you know I don't know what it, what it is to be dead honest with you, but um, you know your setups work one year and, and whether the track conditions just change a little bit or something that was making your car, you know, hook up one year changes. Um, we always kind of blame it on the tires. That's kind of the, the what the racers do. Uh, Cause that's the one thing that we don't get to, to build. We just get to bolt on. And um, you know, we feel like sometimes they change just a little bit, you know, not, not anything crazy, but, and then it just changes your setup a little bit and you kind of get moving around trying to figure out, you know, what the, what the tire wants, what the car wants. And, you know, I just feel like, the type of tires that we have, they're, they're non-grow tires. So there's not a lot of movement in the tire. And I think that's what makes the window really small, um, you know, for the cars to be right or wrong. And, um, you know, I think that it keeps the competition tight and it, um, you know, definitely makes you work at it uh, extra hard to get everything right. Interesting. You know, Brad, the Duncans do such a fabulous job prepping the Knoxville track. But is there any differences from, like, us Saturday night, which the track looked pretty wide for you guys, and the Knoxville tune-up show to what you get in August when you come back from the Nationals? Obviously, there's way more cars in a few days for the Nationals. But do you usually find differences in August? Yeah, so typically on a weekly show with the 305s and the 360s, you don't get a very good bottom at Knoxville. And I, and I know that they're working really hard to, to kind of you know, they want to make sure there's two or three grooves. So that bottom groove at Knoxville is very important to, to kind of create that type of racing that we're used to seeing there. And, um, you know, so we didn't know what we'd get on the weekly show, but uh, I felt like that was the type of track that you'd more get at the Knoxville Nationals. They, they have a lot more control on those through the nights um, without the 360s and the 305s that, you know, can kind of wear the bottom out a little. The 410s are a lot harder to, to hit the bottom, so a lot less guys run down there. And, um you know, I think they just they do a really good job no matter what what it seems like they they're very consistent but uh, I felt like that weekly track was you know closer to a track that we'll see in August potentially but uh you honestly just never know and that's the beauty of sprint car racing is you always got to be a, willing to adapt on the fly to, to whatever uh conditions that we get Brad when you roll into a racetrack you don't roll in there to finish 7th I understand that. I get that. I respect that. And that's why you're the big cat. And that's why we love to watch you race. But when you look at a night like last night in Lawrenceburg, when you get the green flag in the heat race and all hell breaks loose right in front of you and you, you trash your car, your teammates even involved with it, you, you don't even get a B main because of the car count and everything like that. Um, how important and and in a weird way, satisfying is a seventh place run on a night like last night at Lawrenceburg. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what about our race and at its finest. I think that's the type, those are the nights that, that can, you know, win you the championship. You know, it's, it's how you overcome the adversity. So, you know, we've been in these positions before um, last year, you know, similar situation and, and had to overcome, you know, a, a night like that. And, you know, just, things like that can happen. So it's all about preparation. It's about keeping your mind set, you know, keeping focused, keeping your mind right to to make sure that you get the best possible finish. So, you know, obviously when you're starting 24th, you're, you're, you know, in a backup car, your mindset's more, you know, to get a, a top 10, if you know, would become a good night. So obviously a seventh is a good recovery, a good comeback. And, you know, now we can regroup and, and hopefully, um, you know, not have any more of those nights. Brad, I know your team is, is nothing but top shelf and well-prepared, and it's been a long time since I've driven a sprint car, but it never seemed to me that two chassis were the same. So when you pull out a backup car, was it is it a lot different? Are they really similar nowadays? Yeah, so what we do to try to eliminate any, you know, thing like that happen is we'll run a couple nights on our backup car uh, early in the season, you know, and then put it upstairs so that we have, you know, notes on it and kind of, you know, a feel for it, so... Honestly, I, I've driven that car probably six or eight times, you know, eight, six or eight times this year. And uh, we've actually won in that car. So, um, you know, that's, that's kind of how we like to do it. We don't like to, you know, have a new car just sitting there that we don't know anything about. Um, so we've kind of learned that. And 
and um, you know, Eric and Andrew and Joe, my guys do a really good job. We have, you know, every car that we have is, um, you know, it seems like they're all very consistent. And Maxim does a great job, you know, giving us great cars. So, yeah, we've been pretty fortunate with that. Can you, in layman's terms, I love that you get laps with that backup car. Um, I, I, I get that. I think that makes so much sense. But in layman's terms, are there little subtle things, though, that you, you're like, okay, we took this car, we ran with it, I, we're going to need to do this tonight here at Lawrenceburg. Um, are there subtle little things with these cars still, though? And what, what would they be if they are? Yeah, I mean, some cars just end up maybe with a little bit different ride height, so just a little bit different things. But honestly, um, you know, we've been very fortunate to get things that are pretty identical um you know we've uh we work at that too you know obviously with with maxim and make sure that you know that we're we're putting the same product on the track every time to keep that consistency you know as, as best as possible so honestly we pulled the backup car down and basically with no laps just put a setup that we thought would work you know that we've ran at other tracks and it uh you know felt pretty good even in the rough at lawrenceburg so I think we have a very good package and a, a good understanding of what's going on right now. So um, we're able to make, you know, some, some good decisions, um, some educated decisions. And I think that's kind of what helps us stay consistent at times. So Brad, now you pulled the backup car out, you're out in the Midwest. What is what is the logistics like of, you know, I'm, I know you probably have another kit or, or in the trailer, but logistically, how easy is it to replace that mid season? Yeah. So basically what we'll do is we'll, we'll bring that third car down. Uh, make it completely ready to go, and it'll become the backup car. And then uh, we're going to race Grand Forks and Sock Rapids this weekend, and then the guys were going home. And luckily for us, we have, you know, another car at home uh, at the shop, and I think we actually have a couple cars. So they'll they'll regroup at the shop next week. Obviously, hopefully this weekend goes, you know, smoothly, and we can get to that point where we can, you know, get another car in the trailer and, and kind of get the, you know, regroup on the parts and the wing and everything that we, you know, damage. And, and then when we hit the road, um, you know, the weekend after going to Knoxville, we should be, you know, stocked uh, back up and, and kind of ready to go. But, you know, in those situations, we're kind of, you know, we have a little trailer and a truck, you know, at home and, and we have cars that are, that are sitting there built. So if we ever did get in a situation where we needed a car, you know, delivered or something, we would, you know, have someone drive drive it out to us or drive a wing in a car out to us. So, you know, we've been in those situations before. Obviously, the further west you go for us, the the harder, more <laughs> logistically challenging, you know, it is to, to kind of figure that stuff out. But, um, you know, KKR, Justin Adams, you know, that's he's, he's a magician at figuring out issues and problems and logistics. So, he, uh, he does a great job, and, and we always, uh, you know, have what we need. You've, let, let's, I want to talk a little bit more about it because I've, I've had a chance. Um, what KKR, one of the things they do here is they do a flea market for the 305 racers at the end of the year. And Justin is always up there kind of manning that and overseeing that. And, and, and the, the level of respect, just the, the, the 305 guys, to be able to go in and pick Justin Adams' brain, yeah. that's better than all the parts and pieces they buy as well. Brad, we talk about your team, and you talk about your guys on the road, but the luxury of having a bench back home like that with Justin Mann in the fort there, that, that's got to be comforting and huge as well. Yeah, Justin's a huge asset for for KKR, uh, he's a little more on the road right now, uh, crew chief in James's car, but right. you know he still gets home a lot. He's, uh, you know, he does a lot of different things. He coaches the high school wrestling team. He helps in the screen print shop. He uh, manages KKR, and he's a, a crew chief, so he's a he's pretty amazing. Uh, not sure how he, you know, does it all, but he does, and he does a great job at at it all. So he um, he's definitely been a huge asset. He's you know, one of those guys that just been around racing his whole life. So he just understands um, there's just never seems to be a, a problem too big for Justin to handle, whether you're, you know, welding the, a bar in at the racetrack or fixing the car at the track, or, you know, you got two demolished race cars last night. You know, he just, it seems like he thrives in that chaos and just always, you know, finds a solution and, and becomes the leader. And, you know, you, you definitely need somebody like that 
you know, on your side and on your team. So um, we definitely love having Justin. I forgot. I, I didn't even think I didn't even put together the the nine car. That's right. That he's the crew chief on that. I'll just throw another throw another log yeah. on the fire. Another another, another project title. for him to handle. Yeah. Another title exactly. <laughs> well, Brad, I'll tell you what. It, I, I was thinking about this. I'm like, uh, we for for a guy who did not win a World of Outlaw race this weekend, you had a really good weekend, and it's 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 great to catch up with you. We wish you the best this weekend up in the North Country, and then to Knoxville, and then throughout. I know we'll talk to you again, but thanks again for the time and continued success on the World of Outlaw Tour. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. We'll talk soon, hopefully. There we go. The Big Cat, Brad Sweet, joining us. Having a Citywide to countryside. (laughs) Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTires.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you, plus... You can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTires.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Over 200 events from coast to coast, and they're celebrating 30 years of scattering soil. The American Sprint Car Series, the world's largest sprint car sanctioning body, is bringing more thrills with wing and even more non-wing action in 2021. 11 regional tours, the national tour. No matter where you are, we're coming to a track near you. Can be there, get double the streaming fun with Racing Boys and GoRacing.com, bringing all the adrenaline to your favorite streaming device. See the full lineup of this now at ASCSRacing.com. Aggressive Hydraulics provides solutions for virtually every industry that uses hydraulic cylinders. For instance, agriculture, construction, defense, emergency services, energy, food processing, forestry, marine, mining, railway, and even truck equipment. They design and manufacture mobile-style single-stage cylinders as well as multi-stage telescopic cylinders. It's a no-one-size-fits-all approach with Aggressive Hydraulics. Check out their story at AggressiveHydraulics.com. Wing Nation continues on here. We're presented by Hercules Tires. We're in the Hercules Tire Studios. Let's go right back to the Dry Dean Hotline. Joining us fresh off from a big old payday at the Speed Palace last night, Lance Deweese is on the line. Hello, Lance. Welcome back to Wing Nation. Well, thanks for having me again. Lance, yeah, we've talked to you a lot here between our live show and last week. That's right, you haven't, because Allison was here last week. We had him on our podcast last week as well. Yeah, and then you got to see him in in And we got to see him and hang out with him and him and Walt Dyer. We got to hang with him and Walt. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, for the the Lance and Walt comedy show. Oh, my gosh, it was great stuff. We'll probably talk a little bit about that. But, Lance, I'm telling you, at one time it looked like you didn't have to work up a sweat to win these races. It looks like now with these kids at Port Royal, they're making you work up a sweat. Congratulations, boy! You 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 had to work hard to get that one last night. Yeah, um, you know, Port uh, Tricky Track, you know, anymore. It's kind of you know top dominant for the guys that are really good on it, and that's Anthony and Brent Marks and Logan Wagner and stuff like that. But um, we're still pretty good elsewhere, and we can run the top when we have to. And you know, it was a pretty exciting race to be part of um, there yesterday. Lance, you always have that ability to make that middle line work, and obviously comes with years of experience. But when you're doing that, and you see the guys running up on the top, just banging against the fence, how is it hard to sometimes be patient? Well, yes and no. Um, our car is not the greatest against the fence like that. We're normally too tight, so it's hard for me to. There, there's no way I could run the line like Anthony does. Um, our car would never. I'd be drive it straight in the fence it would never turn um he kind of uses the fence as his cushion um where we're always a little bit on the tight side so it's hard for me to be that high up getting in mm-hmm. um but the flip side of that is um we can move around we can maneuver um and in clean air i can i can run the middle all but as hard as those guys can run the wall i mean this last night's racetrack was it was pretty amazing because when the, those guys like Anthony and them would hit that top. They couldn't do it every single lap, but man, when they hit that top, they're like 200 horsepower faster looking than the guy in front of them. But you know, the one time they would hit it right and next time they wouldn't. And it was just very hard when we had that restart. And when he got by me there a little bit, we had that restart. I got back by him. I just kind of made my mind up. I need to be up, especially one or two to take his momentum away where he couldn't get big runs at me. And, um, when we moved up and stayed up a little higher, especially when the exit seemed to help. 
It's it, it's it's unreal to me how much you have to run offense and defense at the same time, Lance. Well, I don't I don't run defense. Defense loses races. Um, you just have to be smart and known who you race against and and where they are best at. Um, and if you can take you know if you can maintain a good pace in their line, um, sometimes that's better for you to do. Um, but you can't when you get into you know you you watch the people become defensively racing. They normally slow down, and all they're doing is hurting the guy that's behind them a little bit. And once that guy gets by them, they check out. Um, but you still just have to be smart about it. Um, I thought we were still pretty darn good. Um, I kind of wasn't running one and two right when Anthony got by me, and um, but we got back by him. We were going back and forth a little bit there when the caution come out, and then um, when the restart, my car was really good all night in the feature there on starts and. We could run the bottom middle so hard and one and two that I thought we could get a shot at him, and we did, and we got in front of him, and then, you know, we kind of got going, and I moved up, and, you know, you know those guys run that wall hard, real hard, you know, and they they hit it multiple times during the night. Sooner or later, that don't, that's going to bite them, and it, it did Anthony there last night. Lance, when someone like Anthony is running up against the fence like that, when you want to not play defense, but kind of take away their line or take away their air, how close are, how far up the track do you need to run right in the line that they're running? Or can you run just like three quarters of the way up the track and it'll mess up the air enough to kind of throw them off? For us, it tends to be, I need to be like a car length close to their line. I don't have to be their line. Yeah. I just need to be a car length close. And um, our car is normally pretty good that we can make speed doing that and not, not slow down and you just take enough air you just kind of break the or you know it's a different story when you're all by yourself and you run the wall mm-hmm. and you're not looking at a car in front of you yeah when you're watching a car in front of you and also trying to run the wall you're going to make mistakes especially with how accurate you have to be with how they run it um so you know I, I watched the little. I didn't watch the full race yet. But I will probably within the next day or so to see areas that we maybe could improve on. But I watched the highlights of it, and yeah, for like two or three laps straight before he broke his axle, he he hit the wall pretty darn hard. And I don't know if that's from him just trying to run so hard, or just because I'm there in his vision. You know what I'm saying? He can't. He has to look at me too. You know, he has to look at that car in front of him too. So, you know, that's just all part of it. You know, Anthony's going to be a great racer. He He's come a long way in a short period of time. And at Port Royal, he's really, really tough up there. Well, that's something I didn't think about. You know, every time you've talked on the, the show or even from my little bit of racing, I always thought it was about you disturbing his air. I didn't really think about the fact it was him focusing on your car as well. Probably a combination of the factors. Yeah, it's a combination. Of like when we first started doing – um. And I can't remember if you did you ever time trial in groups or were you uh, done racing before that? I don't think so. So like when we first started doing this group time trial stuff, especially like at Lincoln when we they first started doing it years ago, it was hard initially because I caught myself watching the guy in front of me instead of just running my lines. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, and it kind of goes back to like the the lap car deal when you start running their line or you slow down to their pace, they they're distracting you basically. So you need to, you know, the group time trial deal was it, you know it took us a little bit to realize hey, just don't even worry about that car in front of you. If you see it, don't even pay attention to it. You know what I mean? And and when run the line, you need to run to go fast. But it took a little bit to get used to that because we'd never done it at that stage. But that's kind of the same thing. It's just yeah. like, you know, last night, you know, besides the, the dirty air affects him, the, his vision, now he has to pay attention to me and the wall. You know what I mean? It, it's, you know, it's just a little bit more that you have to pay attention to. It's no different than when you're racing back in the middle of the pack. You're watching the guy in front of you. You're watching the guy in front of him, and you're watching the guy in front of him. Yeah, you know what I mean? Trying to figure out what's going on. And it's a little bit 
to me, it's a little harder to do and, and be precise every single time. Well, it's interesting because that's it's human nature. When you think about even kids racing go karts, or you see them follow each other, you know it, that's really an interesting thought. It's human nature. Yeah, crazy, really. Is. So yeah, you, it's, uh, just, it's, it's just you know, to me, the really good racers, we race a half lap ahead of them. Basically, we're paying attention to something that half lap ahead. We see as we come off of four, I see what's going on going into one. There could be 10 cars in between me, but I still pay attention to what's going in and going in one. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and I think all the really, really good racers do that because that's why they're not in wrecks that often. That's why they're not, you know what I mean? They just know what's going on on the racetrack. But it still is a little bit of distraction to you. You know what I mean? You're looking at different things. Mm-hmm. And when those, when, when those guys run the wall the way they like to run the wall and make that mile per hour and take all those high risks, if you mess their, you know, you put something else in their eye, it's going to make it a little harder on them. Because it is. It's so precise. It really, it's a, and, and Anthony told us on our live show yesterday, he says, he says, I don't even think about the fact that I'm an inch or two away from disaster. And he, and he is. And, and you're right, he is. But you throw one more distraction in there. And, or a few. And, or a few. <laughs> yeah. and a, a light blue one in there in front of him. But um and, and and speaking of that, how about uh, it's got to be cool celebrating Davy Brown's birthday in Victory Lane at Port Royal. That that has to be a neat moment as well. It really is. It, 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 it's special to me every time we're in Victory Lane with him. Um, like I said yesterday, 87 years old. He works on that race car. He puts his heart and soul into that race car. It makes you want to do the best you can do. You know, when we're all his age, if we can get around and do the things he's doing, it'll just be unbelievable. But he just enjoys it, and he, he has passion still for it. And it just blows me away. Well, I saw where he missed your 100th win at, at the Grove, so you told him he had to stick around yesterday, didn't you? Well, yeah, he didn't miss the 100th win, but he just didn't yeah, come he didn't before he left. He yeah. was tired, and he left, and he, he just he just, he really didn't think about it being my 100th. Yeah, you know I mean, he just knew we won, and he was tired, and he left instead of coming out in Victor Lane. Uh, he he kind of wish he would have now, but that was yeah, it's no big deal. I mean, it. I actually looked for him in the now. photo, we, and I didn't see him. Yeah, you know, a lot of people. Yeah, you know, a lot of people like to bash that we don't race more or we don't race this and this, but yeah, you know, we take care of the people involved in our team, and our whole team is pretty old. Um, and you know, it's easily to get worn out at those ages and we take care of Davey, make sure he don't get too, too worn out. And, and that's why we run the schedule we run and, and are smart about what we do. Yeah. Well, uh, Davey probably had two or three different ideas after that hundredth win. And he was thinking about him on the ride home about how to make that car better, you know? So he was, <laughs> Oh yeah. I guarantee he, 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 he was thinking about the car last night. Um, him and Donald were, um, talking about things about the car and talking about things about the motor and, you know, after the races and that's how we all are. And that's how, you know, we're happy to win. We're excited to win, but I can tell you today, we're worried about Friday right now. You know what I mean? Um, yesterday's over. So, um, that's what I think makes, you know, them very good as a team that they, 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 they know when we're good. They know when we're not. Um, we were pretty darn good last night. Um, but they also know there's always a little bit of room for improvement, you know, here and there. You know what I mean? It's it's it, it's amazing. It really is, Lance. We don't have much more time left, uh, but um, I, I want to. And those of you that haven't seen our show from Saturday night, uh, go on our Facebook Live or Flo's Facebook Live, and you know, I mean, it was great. We had Ty Scott on the program. We had Ron Trevis, great chassis builder on the program. We had Paul Pitzer. But the Lance and Walt Dyer comedy hour was spectacular. You had shared with Allison and I last week that he's got a really neat, fun, dry sense of humor. I I cannot even fathom what that was like spending all that time with him. And and, and I think I just really want to say I appreciate you driving up on a rainout, come up and hang with Walt and us because – uh, we, we, all day Sunday, that's all everyone was talking about at Port Royal. And so, uh, really neat. What a what a special man he is. He is. He truly is. And like I said, you got to see a little bit of his dry sense of humor. And he he he, he is um, 
like we said on the show, we never, in our seven and a half years of being together, never once had harsh words to each other, ever. And um, that just shows you the type of people we both are. And But he was just so much fun to drive for. He made it so fun for you. Um, just like now, like the deal I'm involved with now, the same way, we we kind of have fun, fun, you know, mess with people and have fun, you know what I mean? And um, the success shows from it. But, you know, you know I, like I said plenty of times, I owe everything to Walt Dyer. Um, that's why we're we'll be out for his induction next Saturday in um in Knoxville, and it, it's just a blast being around him. Yeah, you know, I mean that, yeah, you know, that's him. That's him, true, true, true to his bone right there. So, Aaron, we had a uh, story. They had a dog, Sugar Ray, okay, and the dog attempted. There was some animal that the dog came across. We started with an antelope. We went to an anteater, and we settled on an armadillo. Oh, wow. Yeah, exactly. That's what we all kind of said. Lance, <laughs> yeah, I think please. there was, I think, Lance, I think there was four of us on the stage that didn't know what we wanted to do, and I think there was 300 people out there that knew what we were talking about. Because when I think Lance said, what is it? And everyone goes, an armadillo or an armadillo. What is it? Armadillo. armadillo. An armadillo. The whole crowd screamed yeah. armadillo. God, yeah, we that couldn't, was the funniest me, thing. Me and Bud couldn't remember what it was, and. Yeah. We're just throwing stuff out there, trying to think about it, and finally, um, his actually son-in-law and daughter were in the background there, and they finally yelled what it was. Yeah. But we were confused; we couldn't get it figured out. And, but, but the thing that was, was funny about laugh. it is, like the next day, we're in the campground, and everyone is thinking the same thing. And it's like there was four of us who didn't know what we were talking about, <laughs> and I think most of the other people in there kind of knew what it was. I mean, just fun stuff, just fun stuff, Lance. Um, congratulations on the win last night. Thanks again for your, for your getting up to our live show on Saturday and, and just sharing your insight with us. We appreciate it and, uh, continued success. And I know you're going to enjoy the weekend out in Knoxville after you get done Friday night, uh, as they induct Walt Dyer out there into the hall of fame. Yeah, I am. Um, I just like, thank you guys for doing the shows live from Fort Roll like you've done over the years. You know, both, you know, Saturday and Sunday shows was tough deal, both nights being rained out and. You know, it was really great of everybody, you know, Danny and Logan, all everybody involved come up to the shows, even though we weren't there racing. You know, it was really nice on both nights for all the participants to do that. And, you know, it's a blast doing your guys' shows, especially live, like that, the group of people around. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, the folks up there, the, the, the fans up there, we couldn't believe. It was just, it was insane. It really was. And it takes all of us. It takes us doing the show. It takes the fans showing up. It takes yeah. you guys showing up as well. And it all comes together, and we survived two rainy nights, and you uh, you capitalized it on the third night with the big win. Thanks again for the time, Lance. We really appreciate it. All right, Steve, how did you do in the pie-eating contest? <laughs> Number one, come on. Of come course. on, I won the okay, thing. Well, yeah. No, you're surprised. I seen the video of it starting, and then I kind of went and started doing something else and never got back to it. So. Oh, yeah, no, I won. I won the no, – <laughs> okay. I did. It was uh, – it was – well, they said it was going to be 30 seconds. Okay, so I'm like, okay, I can okay. do this for 30 seconds. Well, I'm face down in the pie, and I can see the other video. Guy, I, I can see it. the other guys on the out of my periphery. I can see the other guys coming up and John and stuff. And I said, just keep your head down, keep, keep your digging. head down. Exactly. Your nose. We had to be in there 20 seconds or 25 seconds, and someone says 20 seconds. I'm like, wait a minute, no. And then finally, someone in the crowd took pity on us and just started a 10 second countdown. But um, no, I think I, I think I won it. But. Um, Port Royal, boy, I'm telling you, you know, we talk a lot about the track and the effort and the energy and paying the full purse yesterday. They mm-hmm. didn't really have to nice. do that and, and everything else. But away from the track, they put as much energy into it. There were campers up there. There were campers that had to leave on Monday morning and never saw a wheel turned at the racetrack and can't wait to go back again next year. Yeah. Um, they've got it good on the racetrack, but that promotional team does a good job. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, it's just fun. They've got everything. They got everything doing right right now. Yep. So, really do. Um, my hat's off to, off to all, everybody involved. Yeah. Thanks, Lance. Appreciate the time. All right. Thank you. There we go. Lance DeWeese joining us here on Wing Nation. Sage Fruit has been a longtime supporter of sprint car racing, sprint car fans, and us here at Wing Nation. What they pride themselves on most is providing shoppers with the highest quality, best-tasting apples, pears, and cherries available. Go to sagefruit.com and make sure you ask your local grocer for Sage Fruit. Circle B Diecast is the new diecast outlet from Plan B Sales. 
What started as Lionel and Chase Authentics Apparel Distributor has grown into the largest distributor of die-cast and now includes Auto World Greenlight Collectibles, Brand Art, Sandbass Artwork, and University of Racing Lines. They have a huge inventory. The folks at Circle B Diecast love racing and support drivers like Kyle Larson, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Christopher Bell, and many others with sponsorships and partnerships. And on orders over $20, use promo code MRN for free shipping. Check them out, CircleBDiecast.com. Sunoco is a proud partner of Wing Nation. Not all fuels are created equal, so fill up with Sunoco Ultratech. Sunoco Ultratech is a top-tier detergent gasoline that is proven to make your engine run cleaner, longer, and more efficiently. Using the same detergent package as what is blended into some of Sunoco's high-performance race fuels, you can trust Ultratech for your everyday race. Whether you're headed to the track or just hitting the road, fill up with Sunoco Ultratech and fuel your best. Man, oh man, I'm telling you what, I'm all fired up with this sprint car thing. <laughs> this sprint car thing, we might just stick around and go to some more races over the course of this year. We talk to people like Brad Sweet and Lance DeWeese. Yeah. Man, what a deal. Uh, National Sprint Car Hall of Fame birthday calendar. Monday, we talked about this. Would have been, it would have been, it, it was Davey's 87th birthday. He spent it in victory lane at Port Royal. <laughs> Not a bad birthday. No, not a bad birthday at all. He got up on 87 years in one day, and ever since has been working on how fast is that car going to be Friday night at Williams Grove, <laughs> which is probably the fact that he's always working, always digging, always moving, probably the fact that he's reached 87 years. Absolutely. There's ones related to the other. Later this week, Don Branson. Tomorrow, Steve Kinzer's birthday. Uh, Norman Bubby Jones. But uh, one of your buddies' birthday today, My Carl buddy. Kinzer. How about that? I know. Yeah, the the guy you you initially didn't have the greatest relationship no, with, and he didn't. ended up with ended up with a lifelong buddy and friend. Yeah, yeah. He did not really think too highly of a woman in a sprint car. Really? No, not, not long no. I mean, maybe, maybe it was just me, but I think it was the whole idea. Well, but it was a different era in time. Exactly. Too. I mean, so this is this was he comes from the era when 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 ladies were not even allowed yeah. in the garage. Oh yeah. yeah. You remember that? Remember when yeah. Stevie Waltrip started that mess in NASCAR, yeah. and there was a bunch of hardcore old school guys that said, "This is the end of NASCAR oh, when we yeah. do this." Yeah, so, I just I mean, interviewed Lynn St. James and Amelia Island. I, I mean, bet. Yeah, Lynn about... St. James. I bet she had some stories. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, it it took me a a while. There was a few battles with Mark on track that I think I gained a little respect. And and then uh, some teasing in the pit area. And then Mark said, here, you're going to seal the deal by going to his hotel room and delivering him some homemade strawberry ice cream. And you will be your friend forever. So strawberry ice cream. So sure enough, homemade strawberry ice cream. There you go. That was what sealed the friendship. Sealed the friendship, that's for sure. He's a 1994 inductee into the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame. He worked at a sawmill. Went to a one-room schoolhouse and on the side tinkered on cars. In the 1970s, he teamed up with Dick Gaines, won a Knoxville Nationals, two little 500s. Gaines slowed down, so Carl decided he had a nephew by the name of Steve that maybe should drive a race car. Well, the king. 14 World of Outlaw Championships, nine Knoxville Nationals, nine Gold Cups, two National Opens, three Kings Royal, <laughs> four Super. And I just stopped typing after that. It was just like <laughs> this one and that one and this one and that one. Steve decides to go NASCAR racing. So, well, I've got a son Mark will put in the car. Two more World of Outlaw Championships. Three more Knoxville National wins. And by the time he retired in 2000s, well, he was um, just iconic. Awesome. Unreal, isn't it? It is. I got to spend some time with him just a few few years ago when Mark was inducted into the Hall of Fame. Carl was there, and it was so fun to be back around them. That is so neat. Another class will be inducted this mm-hmm. weekend, the 31st annual induction class this Saturday afternoon. Greg Hodnett, Tim Schaefer, Jeff Swindell, Walt Dyer, Paul Leffler, uh, Don Lamberti, uh, Lamberti uh, Spencer Riggs, and Bill Cummins. Uh, you can still get tickets. You can get tickets at the door, Sprint Car HOF, Sprint Car HOF. I think the uh, the timing on this is the uh, lunch is at noon mm-hmm. in the Dyer-Hudson Hall, and the uh, ceremony is at 1 o'clock. Yep. And uh, going to be neat. Catch the races after. Catch the races after. Yes, it's going to be awesome. That's for sure. It's going to be an awesome day in Knoxville, Iowa. Want to mention this before we get out of here today. Western Pennsylvania Speed Week kicks off tomorrow night. Schaefer Specialized Lubricants, Western Pennsylvania Speed Week, presented by J.S. Bova Excavating tomorrow night up at Michaels Mercer Speedway. Thunder Mountain Speedway on Thursday, Lernerville, Sharon, Tri-City, There's a $7,500 point fund. There's all kinds of quick time and hard charger awards. It is so great what they're doing in Western Pennsylvania Mm -hmm. with this speed week. 
I love it. I love the effort, the energy going into it. Next up for Wing Nation, as far as road shows, Aaron, oh, batting down the hatches. It is the showdown. Ashley and I are going to be at the Houston's 50, and it's going to be an all-girls section uh, at the Jackson Nationals. Uh, we may go back to no women allowed in the garage after you two cut loose with <laughs> well, that. Especially with the penalty box right there. The penalty box right there it's at the Jackson be, Nationals. Yeah. Oh, it out. is Aaron and Ashley co-hosting Wing Nation, presented by Sage Fruit at the Jackson Nationals. So it won't be long. We'll be back on the road again. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is going to be epic. This is going to be epic. So there you have it. Hey, Wing Nation gear is available on the All-Star Circuit of Champions trailer, or you can go to wingnation.com. Follow along with us on social media, on Twitter and on Facebook. We also have a YouTube page where all these interviews are contained. Coming up on Thursday, I'm so glad he won a Wing show this weekend so we could talk to Brady Bacon. My gosh, what a career he had this week. <laughs> yeah, for real. When you think about it, most people don't have any the of the career he had this week. It's unreal. And then coming up, oh, and there's we recorded oh. this one early. There's breaking news on this. And he hasn't, I was like, we recorded this last week. I'm like, I hope Danny doesn't say anything too much to people. There's a little rumbling about it. You're going to have to watch. Danny Lasoski, the dude, joins us on Wing Nation TV, presented by Sage Fruit. Again, thank you to the big cat, Brad Sweet. And Lance Dewey's for joining us. But more important than all of that, thank you for joining us here this week on Wing Nation, presented by Hercules Tire. Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F.com.